why is it that God made the Ten Commandments? Out of all the 613 commandments, we have this two tablets with Ten Commandments. That's the big thing, carrying it everywhere, the Ark. What's so big about these ten things? Why is it not the whole 613? Let me tell you, the Ark represents the Torah. And then you've got the menorah, which represents Torah. One second. I thought the Ark represents Torah. There's two different Torahs. The 613 commandments are represented by the menorah. It's the guide for every day, every moment of my life. Then there's something that's guiding me inside me, that's hidden away inside of a box, inside of a box, inside of a box. And that inside me, that is the Ten Commandments. Those are my moral compass. And welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's Tuesday night program with special guests. We have with us all the way from Florida, Rabbi Mordechai Sulfur, Baruch Haba, welcome. Thank you. So Thank good you to see you. The schus, ah, for this merit. For the merit, that's right. Baruch Hashem. And we're going to be speaking about listening to the messages. But before we do uh, the topic, we get a little bit back on about the rabbi and the great work you're involved with. Yes. I have a yeshiva in Avatura, Florida. Um, boys come from all over the world. It's primarily, I shouldn't say primarily, It's it, there's almost no locals. Everybody's from Lakewood, Switzerland, Australia, Israel, from literally all over the place, all over the country. Yeah, that's that's my main work. Bet Midrash. High school and basement. High school and basement. Yeah. Amazing. So we learned, our focus is on really on smicha and learning the sugyas to be able to learn halach lamaisa. Right now I'm growing my fingernails, so I should be able to do all the bedika sakin of... Uh, Oh, checking of all the knives, <laughs> ritual slaughtering knives. And that's, uh, in fact, I'm very close. I don't know if you know Rabbi Kalandarov. From Florida. From Daniel. Yes. So he is right now meeting with us uh, a couple times a week and teaching us all this, these laws and practical applications to make sure that everybody's able to have kosher skirt steaks because there's a lot of uh, challenges with that. But that's what we're, that's one of the things we're doing. We also do get in. We also do uh, all areas of Shulchan Aruch. That's pretty amazing. That's our thing. And the rabbi grew up in Aventura, Florida? I did not. I grew up in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I learned afterwards, I learned in uh, high school in base Spanish in Long Beach, Masift of Long Beach, then in the Mir, then in BMG. Then I learned in Coil in Cleveland, Ohio. The Rush Coil and I were Chavrusas and Tells, the Rush Coil for uh, 12 years. Wow, amazing. Color cover of for all that you do. Amazing, amazing. So, um, I also jump. have two doctorates. Yeah, you didn't know that. I kind of yeah. caught you right now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. I have a doctorate in clinical psychology and a doctorate in education that the Rashiv of Tells told me you have to get these. That's amazing. Yeah. While I was learning with Rosh Kaila. First aid, ran second aid. So, like, you know, so, and all the smichas and everything. He says, uh, you could do this. I think you could help a lot of people with this. So that's why he pushed me very, very strong to do it. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Psh, man of many hats. So it does yeah. it, doing a lot of great things. Okay. But today I found that you, it really is very beneficial to have a lot of hats when you're dealing with our uh, growing community of Kla Yisrael. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. So. It's very, very important to be involved and to make things happen, to help out. So Rabbi, how do we uh, have clarity in one's journey in life? How, how does one uh, gain clarity? I really believe Hashem it's not, I believe. Hashem sends us messages. The question is, are we listening for the messages? And if a person is not really preparing ourselves 
to hear the message. We're not in the right, you know, frequency. We're not on that the right, you know, wave, whatever you call it. Then we're not going to pick up on those messages. You know, if a person's on the wrong station, they end up getting different messages and they listen to different things. The Torah tells us, do not, we say in Shema every day, we, in the last paragraph of Shema, we say, do not go after do not go after our hearts, do not go after our eyes. Now, the question is, why would you go after your heart and then your eyes? First, it should be your eyes and then your heart. And the answer is that your heart, your eyes see what your heart wants to see. So we have to have our heart in the right place, and then we can see all of the messages that God is showing to us. Very powerful, very true, true, true. How, how does one build uh, our foundations in life to not be distracted by all those noise that are around us? There's a lot going on. Yeah, that is a, that is a, a very difficult thing. I think, you know, I was just driving here, and on my way, I, I typed in, you sent me the address where to come here. I came here from Lakewood. So, uh, yeah, era Torah, right? So I, um, I was... I put in the, the whatever called the coordinate the thing to the GPS the address, and and at some point I don't know what happened it just went crazy on me, and it started going and it's like going all over the place and it's showing me the different things and it's moving and it's turning and I'm like oh this is this is not good so instead of I just shut it off I just shut off the GPS and I said I know where I'm going I'm on this road and I know there's a lot of turns but it told me. I see a, a you know what whatever a sign that says ahead that I'm going towards the, um, the 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 George Washington Bridge and I know that was the next thing I'm staying on the George. Well, maybe I'm thinking to myself, but maybe this and maybe that. I said no, I know where I need to go, and I I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to listen to all this distractions. And sure, so I shut it off, turn it back on. Everything oh tells me you're back. You're right on the path you were supposed to be. But then it starts doing it again. So I said shut it off. It's, I know where the next space is, a place I need to go. I keep following that. And and it keeps telling me, no, you need to go here. You need to go there. Don't listen. I know where I need to go. And if a person has inside of them where they need to go, they know the direct, not just the direction, they know where I need to be. We're not going to be distracted by all those messages. Problem is we end up getting caught like off guard and our frequency changes and we think to ourselves, well, maybe that's really the message. Maybe that's really the message. And maybe Hashem, if I even bring Hashem into my picture, a lot of times I just say, yeah, but maybe I should do this. Maybe, well, that looks smarter. And I spoke to other people and and, and everyone else is doing this and every, and I like, no, don't listen. This is where I know I need to be. So the question really is what gives me that, that, that direction? What, what, how do I have that? so to speak, you know, gyroscope focus. or focus or whatever we want to use. And I know exactly, but I, I know where it is. So, but the question is, how am I not, what, what becomes my gyroscope then? And when I'm caught in all this turbulence, you know, everybody's, you know, saying, oh, you, uh, you know, what's going on in the world and, and, and uh, you know, all the wars and the killing and this and that. And, and maybe the Jew, maybe the Israelis are wrong and maybe this and I, and I don't even like I don't want to listen to it anymore. I just, I know I'm supposed to say Tehillim. I know I'm supposed to learn Torah. I know I'm supposed to, you know, to pray for others. And I, and that's where I stay focused on. And I'll give you an interesting thought. A, a, a number of years ago, a couple of years ago, since I have all these hats that I wear, right? So uh, I, came to, I came to a city. I was there for Shabbos. And a man who knows me says to me, 
I really, I, I'm, I want to ask you to do me a favor. Um, how long are you here for Shabbos? Are you here for Shabbos? I said, yeah, I'm here for Shabbos. He goes, well, I came in like Thursday night. I had to speak somewhere. So he says, if you're here for Shabbos, is there a way you could speak to my son? It turns out his son is this very prominent, very religious person in the community. He says, I did some background on my son. I've been watching him. I'm like, okay. He goes, he's, not much, he's got a bunch of kids and everything. He goes, he's, he's been involved with somebody outside of his marriage. He goes, and this is like a real bad thing. He goes, and I need you to speak to him. I go like, what am I going to do? Tell your son, hey, I heard from your father that you've been doing some bad stuff. I can't do that. So he says, I don't know. You, you figure it out. But I, I had to, I, I know you could help me. The, I, I don't even know who else to speak to. So I'm like, I'm not really sure what to do. Shem, you got to help me out here. I don't know. That's not, you're not really prepared for that kind of thing. So I could. Shabbos, Friday night, we dive in shul. Shabbos day, come to shul. I sit down somewhere in shul. It's big, big shul. I'm like, I got some open space near me, but I don't know like where everybody sits. But I figure if I sit closer to the front, probably most people like to dive in the back. All right, so I sit down there. And... um of all people in the whole thing, this man's son comes and sits down right next to me. Wow. Yeah. Turns out, you know, it's it, that week that uh, we were there, it was Parshas Yisro. All right. We were all davening. And, yeah, and he's not really talking to me. He knows me very well, this man, the son. And... um he studied in like major institutions and he's like very, very, uh, you know, a big professional. And he's also a Torah person, very from, very religious. He's the big, you know, president or I don't know exactly of, of the shul, of the school, of the very prominent person. But uh, everybody has challenges. So he turns to me during laning and he says to me, you know, I never really understood this. Why is it that, that God made the Ten Commandments. Out of all the 613 commandments, we have this two tablets with Ten Commandments. He says, and not like that, like, you know, that's the big thing, and they're putting this, you know, the tab, you know, in the, in the whatever they call it, the, the, right, the Aaron Kodesh, and we're carrying it everywhere. The, it says, the Ark, it says, like, what's so big about these ten things, and why, why is not the whole 613 in it? Like, why these, why this ten? So I said, it's a good question. So I turned to him. I said, you know, I'm going to tell you a very deep thought, and I don't think I could share this whole thing right now, but I'll tell you a deep thought that there's two, it says the, the tabernacle has a bunch of different, you know, different kalim, different vessels, different, uh, I don't know what you want to call furniture, but, you know, different things in the tabernacle. Right. And we have like the, the shulchan, we have the table the, where you put all the, the showbreads on. And then we have the menorah, and then we have the holy ark, the golden ark, and then you have, I said, the ark is behind a partition that's in the holy of holies, so no one even goes in there. I said, and it's a box inside of a box inside of a box. I said, and then inside that is the, you know, the, 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 the Ten Commandments, the broken ones, and the real, and the ones that with the second pair, they're, they're in that box, and it's really stored behind these, and no one can go in there except for the, the Kohen Gadol, the, High priest on Yom Kippur. I said, so no one ever sees it. It's deep inside there. I said, then we have the menorah, which is very, lights everything up, which it's not really. 
God lights it up. It's not really that we needed the, the light from the menorah to light it up. Yeah, it's not, but we have this light, I said, and then we have this, each of these things, I said, and each of these really represents, and it's teaching us like a, a very important vital role and message. I said, the, 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 the ark represents the Torah. I said, the showbread that represents our parnasa, you know, our livelihood, livelihood, money, money that we need. You need to live. So you need to eat food. You need to eat bread. And then you've got the menorah, which represents Torah. I said, one second, I thought the ark represents Torah. So we have the menorah, which is the light, you know, that represents Torah, but the ark represents Torah. Like, what's the, I said, let me tell you, there's two different Torahs. That's right. There's the Torah, that's the oral Torah, the written Torah. I said, that's one thing. I said, but there's, I think, a deeper message there. And that is that the 613 commandments are represented by the menorah. That's the light which shows me how I'm supposed to walk around. It's the guide for every day, every moment of my life, every waking and sleeping moment, every living moment, every moment, even after we pass. That is the Torah. That's a 613. I said, but then there is something that's guiding me inside me that's hidden away deep inside the Holy of Holies, inside of a box, inside of a box, inside of a box, inside of a box, inside of a box. And that inside me, like that, that, that is the Ten Commandments. Those are my moral compass. I said, and I will know no matter what happens and whatever kind of things are going on in the world, deep down, my moral compass of the Ten Commandments says, Anochi Hashem Elokecha. God said, I am your God. I am, Anochi, I am your God. And that's the first thing, and that's the foremost thing. And don't get distracted by anything else in the world. That is what always, and all the rest of the, the other nine, it's the same thing. Those are what guides us. And I said, if my moral compass is off, if my Ten Commandments are off, if I'm a thief, right, I stole, it says, do not steal. As if I'm my Shabbat, I don't have Shabbos. I said, my, my compass is off. I said, listen, there are a lot of things I could go without, but if I'm missing, the, lacking those things, or they're messed up, it's my GPS is going around in circles, and I could be led by, oh, maybe I do this, maybe I do that. That's where. And without that, I'm never going to hear my messages. I'm not even going to look at the messages. I'm on the wrong frequency. Powerful. Wow. Amazing, Rabbi Selfer. Love it very, very much. And uh, the question is, how does one recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu's God's messages? How does one realize it? How does one open his eyes, I guess, for lack of better words? Yeah. Well, a person, uh, there's a story I once, I mean, a belief, God says in the Ten Commandments, the first one is, I am God, right? Mm-hmm. I am your God. <clears throat> and, you know, it's a whole discussion as to how do you have belief? Now, we all have belief. You know, I heard this story about this this gentleman who was at this, um, I don't know what they called it, that uh, that party in the desert in Israel, and he, and he closed his eyes because he saw the, the he was they were driving away as fast as they could, and he, all of a sudden there were these guys that were shooting at him, and he calls out, Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Hashem, and he drove right, he says, I don't say Shema, I don't do any of this stuff. But inside of us, we have that emuna, we have that belief that's, that really, the question is, it's so covered. It's so, it's, it's like, it's like sometimes, I don't know what to call it. It's like underneath the whole thing of dust. It's in the corner. It's been covered over by so many other things that we've 
put in the way and that we've been involved in that kind of we have to dig and pull it out. So if it's if it's fresh in our minds and a person has constantly been on that wavelength and listening to our messages, listening to our, you know, our frequency, listening to the, the radio program. Right, we've always been listening yeah. to it. Then we're we're going to be listening. We're in touch with it now. You know, the, even the greatest rabbis, my Rebbe, you know, Rabbi Shimon Olster, you know, blessed memory, told me used to tell us over that I, I think it was the Stipler, the Stipler, big rabbi in Bnei Brak, very very famous rabbi, who's a big big rabbi, oh, the greatest the greatest, and people said he had divine inspiration and all these, you know, you know, very very high levels. He himself used to, after he, he wouldn't use the electricity, he only used um, batteries and, and, and candles. And when it would all go out Friday night, and he still had, he was still ready to continue learning, but he can't learn because he doesn't have the, the light. He would sit there in the dark and he would say, God was, God is, God will be. He is the master of all. God was, God is. God will He would sit there for an hour, an hour, this great rabbi, because we have to really, you want to get to that frequency? You got it. It's like polishing. It's like sharpening a knife, so to speak. It doesn't have you just a couple things and it's sharp. Now you got to go over carefully and you got to just and repeatedly and you go back and forth. He was, he is, he will be. He was, he is, he will be. He's the master of all. And you got to constantly put ourselves back. And we're fine-tuning the frequency so that we can hear those messages. Consistency. You have to constantly work on it. It's constant. And if we're not in touch, it starts collecting dust. Wow. Powerful. Very, very true. Rabbi Mordechai Solver, so many beautiful gems, chidushim, insights. We love every, every moment of it. We have a customer, Minhag, on our mm-hmm. Torah Talks uh, Chazak's uh, podcast, uh, a final message for our broad audience. You know, we're living in very difficult times. Yes, we are. You know, Time I, I, used to, I used to think to myself, you know, and I've heard this from so many people, you know, I hear the Holocaust stories and, you know, like, oh, well, why, why didn't they do this and why did they do that? Why didn't they run away? We've got all these plans. And I'm, you know, and I told my yeshiva a couple of years ago when we had COVID, I and I did not know about COVID, but I said, I could feel, you know, right before in the beginning stages, I said, I have a feeling that this is going to shut down the whole world. I said, and I warned the boys beforehand. They said, this is a very, very, you know, uh, very challenging time. I said, connect. You need to use this time to learn, to daven, et cetera. I gave them a whole thing. And sure enough, COVID hit and we were all shut down and we were shut down for a long time and people, a lot of people passed away and, and my very, very close friend, Rabbi Walken, I mean, I was one yeah, of them. And the Chazak yeah. Rosh Hashiva, yeah. Really, really, you hit my me. Rabbis, that's how. Hit me like hard, like a, yeah. like a sack of bricks and all this was going on and then after COVID, we came out of COVID and everybody like, the air clears and they said, oh, and we're going to be so much closer and da, da, da. And I said, no. It's not over. I said, I don't know. It's not COVID, but this is not over. When I can't just go back to our lives. We're not learning. We're not having learned the message. God's showing us a message. It's like that message was, I, I don't need to attack you with a Holocaust. I could attack the whole world with a little bug. 
And everybody is running and hiding. And it's a war against the entire world, against humanity. I said, that was the message of COVID. But then the Jewish people, the message wasn't directed at the Dayim. The message was directed at us. You know, when Hashem gave, you know, I told Moshe. He said, Moshe, you go in front of, you know, Pharaoh. And I want to bring, you should bring some signs. He goes, and it's really to the Jewish people. You get it first, get them on board. He says, and you'll bring these in front of Pharaoh to show him, like, you know, some signs. And he says, the first thing is, you got the stick, you drop it on the ground, and it turns into a snake, and you pick it back up, and it's a stick again, right? And he says, put your hand inside your sleeve, and it turns white, and it's 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 leprosy, and then you put it back in, and da 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 It's like, you know, it's like, and for my next trick, you know what I mean? Right? It's almost like, that's what the uh, the Egyptian uh, the magicians, they looked at it and go, oh, gosh, please, what are you going to pull out a, hat, a rabbit now? I mean, like, so that's the way they looked at it. And the Jewish people, it says, ah, oh, and they believe. Wait, wait, from parlor tricks. I mean, like the Egyptians could do the same thing. And it was messages that God was saying, no. You know, you put down, you throw down your stick, which is supposed to be something to protect you, like lean, you, you, know, you lean on, and we rely on it. But God says, no, 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 if you rely on it too much, it turns into a snake. It's a snake, it's the Yetzirah, it's going to be an evil inclination to think that, oh, this is what's protecting me, this is what's taking care of me. And he says, no. And the Jews heard that message. And he says, put your hand inside of your thing, you come out, and you're going to have Saras, you're going to have leprosy. So we think to ourselves, my hand, you know what they say, there's nothing better than what you could do yourself. Really? What you could do yourself? God says, it's leprosy. It's nothing. It's like you can't do anything. Your hand, even our own hand, forget about the stick that we rely on, even our own hand, that's not, nothing is going to protect us. And we have to realize that God is sending us messages all the time that we have, that it's to us. The Egyptians didn't see this. The Jews heard this message and they go, wow, you're right. It's only God. And they, they realized it. But we have to realize these messages. So what are we going to do? It's very difficult. And I was t- saying today, you know, uh, it's a really amazing thing. Everybody's saying so many psalms for for the for the hostages and for the people that are, you know, being attacked and the soldiers that are fighting in, you know, in Gaza and, and all over. Now, the Jews all over the world were praying for everybody, our people. And we're the ones who have to recognize this, this message. And I, I was saying to myself this morning at this, the same psalm that I've been saying every day, three times a day or more. And all of a sudden it says, Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem is your guard. Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem is your shade. Your, 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 it gives you shade. And you know, like whatever you call it, a, sh- a, sa- a shadow with it. I said, but what? where does the shadow come from some, most of the time? It comes from something dark over us. It could be a cloud. It could be a black cloud. And we're thinking to ourselves, oh, no, I don't want the black clouds, and I don't want this negative thing, and I don't, I don't want... And Hashem says, no, that itself is what I'm protecting you with. Uh, what you're thinking is something negative, is something good. And we have to, if we're on the right frequency and we're looking for our messages and we're constantly preparing for this, then we will recognize when the message comes through, we go, oh, I just heard that message. But if we're not preparing ourselves to hear the message and we're not listening on that frequency, that's all from Hashem, then we're going to hear all kinds of things that are distracting us. Powerful, powerful. Rabbi Mordechai Sulfur, Shlita, powerful words. Emet, it's 100% true. We have to really work on it. It's a constant uh, work, and uh, we have to rely on Hakadosh Baruch Hu and God Almighty. 
and uh, gotta listen. listen to the messages. That's right. Got to okay. hear the messages. Okay, amazing Torah talk we just had with Mordechai Sulfur. Uh, listening to the messages. We got to listen to the messages. And we want to remind everyone every single Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Chazak Torah Talks with special guests. What an amazing Torah talk we just had. I personally really enjoyed it very, very, very much. It's really, really true. And uh, we want to thank all of our platforms that host Chazak Torah Talks. The special thank you to our friends at Torah Anytime. And a special thank you to our friends at Daily Giving. A dollar a day goes a really, really far away. Uh, we encourage everyone to become a daily giver, dailygiving.org. And we want to remind everyone that uh, Chazak is on the, a very big uh, campaign mode. Uh, we are working nonstop to uh, continue our holy programs of getting kids from public schools into yeshivot. Baruch Hashem, over 1,500 Neshamot. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Thank you, I've already been transferred the last few years alone with our No Child Left Behind initiative. Uh, we have thousands of more kids that have been coming to our after-school programs, Sunday school programs, teens division programs, our new youth center, which is a, an amazing, amazing uh, new addition to Chazak. It's a factory of, of life-changing programming. And uh, we want everyone to be part of it. Please reach out to Chazak, C-H-A-Z-A-Q dot O-R-G. Uh, be part of it. Uh, suggestions for future guest speakers are always welcome. And Bezat Hashem, we should be zochem, we should merit. See the Geulah Shlema, the complete redemption. It should come by Mirab, Amen, Amen, Amen. Amen, Amen.